You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 375 of Podcateers. This week, Andrew tells us about his adventures finding Haunted Mansion merchandise. Imagineering gives us a glimpse into something called Project Exo. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer was leaked. And then to everyone's surprise, we got an official one. We give our thoughts. And we address the rumors of Disney possibly buying Sony. Magic Keys are released this week, but we also talk about the announcement of the new service called Disney Genie. We'd love for you to join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, but we'd love to invite you to join our growing community on Discord. You can find an invite in the blog post for this episode over at podcateers.com slash 375. Teamboat Willie is the official charity team of the Podcateers podcast, and we're participating in City of Hope's Walk for Hope to raise money to help find a cure for women's cancers. Our team page is up. If you'd like to join our team to help us fundraise, we'd love to have you on the team, or you can just go to the same page and make a donation. For more info on both of those options, you can go to teamboatwilly.com. The link is super easy to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willie, but without the S. And of course, before we kick off this episode, I want to take a moment to thank a special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, you get additional content like the Podcateers after show, or access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a couple. So for more information on how you can become a part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's it. It's time to jump into the episode. If you are new to the podcast, we just want to say welcome. We hope that you enjoy what you are hearing and that you come back and hang with us again. If you've been listening for some time, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out with us on a weekly basis. So here we go. It's time for episode 375 of Podcateers. You know what? I think this deserves a celebratory bump, bump, even if we don't put it in the bag. Andrew? First you take your rag, put it in your bag, bump, bump, bump. bump. then you bend your back, put it in your sack, bump, bump, bump. bump. That's the way you do it. It's a lot of fun. Bump, 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 bump. Podcateers and you put it in your bag, bump, bump. 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 <laughs> or podcateers and you put it in your ears, bump, bump. bump. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There we go. All right, we'll work on it. We'll, work on it. we'll record it. It'll be a new intro or something. I don't know. I gotta work. I'm still workshopping the Jay Audubon Woodlore uh, voice, so it's it's coming along. I would say you're like 99 percent there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty close to like Mr. Smee because they're the same guy. So yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's it's uh really close to 100 percent there, man. One of your best voices. Woohoo! Hey, that's something. Uh, so hey, so last week. I, you know, we had this conversation that apparently some people heard. I thought it was just us having this little private conversation about me possibly getting a 3D printer. I even lowered my voice. I don't know if you guys remember, mm-hmm. but I was like, hey, 
let's just have this conversation. Just real it was talking, real quiet, real soft, yeah. right? But apparently, right. some people heard me have that conversation, and. Uh, I just want to send a shout out to a couple of people out there, uh, including Kristen, who on Instagram said, Hazen, get a 3D printer. And I just want to say thank you for backing me up on the fact that I feel like I really need a 3D printer. This week, I saw something that kind of backs up why I should get a 3D printer. Uh, Okay, so you guys know that I love raspberry pies, right? Not the Mm -hmm. ones that you eat, but the little single you know processor computer boards that you can build all sorts of stuff with and uh somebody on reddit 3d printed the simpsons tv and then using an external drive or like a thumb drive and a raspberry pi they created this little tv that when you press it it randomly plays episodes from the first 11 seasons of the simpsons how rad is that so cool so cool 11 seasons that's that's a chunk that's a good one third of what the simpsons is out there but the design is so cool like i want one so like, <laughs> how yeah. much is filament again <laughs> i mean it's like it's if it fits in your palm of your hand yeah like yeah. it's pretty it's like it's pretty cool yeah dollhouses can be upgraded to like real mansions now Dude. Right. Dude. So I'm not even I'm not even thinking on the dollhouse level, but let's write that down for revenue stream, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I There's thought immediately people. after watching this? Remember I told mm-hmm. you I have all those DVD tin collection sets of like the early oh, yeah, Disneyland yeah. shows and everything mm-hmm. that are not on Disney Plus right now? That's what I would build. I would build like an old TV. That looks like, I don't know, maybe one from WandaVision or something. Like something like old 1950s. And then I would add all those wonderful World of Disney shows so that I could just randomly watch them whenever I wanted to. Granted, it's a tiny TV. Is it a lot of work? Yes. Is it worth it? Heck yes, it's worth it. (laughs) I have an idea for you. What is it? Can you make, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, six screens from Main Street Cinema, and then we could have like all the Mickey cartoons. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. Gears are happening. Oh my You're god! Welcome. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. Look, it's really piling on for this yep. 3D printer. <laughs> I think the biggest hurdle that I have right now is where am I going to put it? Because I talked to Gavin about this at one point, and the footprint for these machines is fairly large. I mean, they're they're not small. Right. So I would need a significant amount of space for not only for it to sit, but I think uh, the way that it works is the table that you're printing on has to be able to move as far back off of the machine as the thing that you're printing back and forth. So technically, it's like a two by one uh, ratio footprint that you would need for it. So I don't have a lot of space available right now. And I would have to figure that out before I actually got one of these. But I look, I already started researching prices and sizes and which one would allow me to print out certain Iron Man pieces of armor large enough (laughs) so that I have to do (laughs) as little work as possible so that it fits my big dome. Priorities, like Mel said, right? And once I figure all of that out, I, I, it's, I'm going to have a really hard time not saying 
uh, little plastic chase card. Meet the people from this printer company. <laughs> you know what, Hazen? You you don't need to eat family dinners at the table. You can just eat around the the you know the TV. So you can put the 3D printer, you know, dining room table, kitchen counter, whatever. You know, there there's places to put it. I'm sure that, that is... it's not really going to impede. The kids don't need their own room. They you know, <laughs> you know, eating on a TV tray. Uh, I mean, that is the American way. Yeah. Did you ever see Matilda? Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I think you, you're on to something here. I might have to take you up on that. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I'll report back. But, yeah, this Little Simpsons TV, super cool. I'm going to see if I can pull the video from the uh, Reddit post, and I will put it on our Instagram stories or on Instagram, whichever is possible. And if not, I'll definitely post a link to the Reddit post on the Discord server. If you're not a part of our Discord family, now would be a great time for you to join. Uh, head on over to podcateers.com or to the blog post for this episode over at podcateers.com slash 375. And you will see the invite for the Discord server there. You do the clickety-click and it launches a Discord app if you haven't installed. If not, it's just an app store away to getting it. It'll ask you a couple of questions. Boom! You're in the Discord family. And if you're part of the FGP squad, you also have a special section on Discord for the FGP squad. Uh, oh, what's that? You, you don't know what the FGP squad is? Let me tell you what the FGP squad is. They're a fantastic group of folks that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. You can find out more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad by going to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you'll find info on what it is, uh, a bunch of our top contributors, a link to sign up on Patreon. Uh, being a part of the FGP squad family also gets you exclusive content like the Podcateers After Show or uh, sometimes additional audio content, uh, access to our happy hour calls, all sorts of cool stuff. If you have any questions, hit us up. We'll be happy to answer them. But to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. That came really early on in the episode, but I felt <laughs> it was rolling so well and it all went together. But we do want to thank the FGP squad. They're all awesome. I yep. love hanging out with Perfect them every time that way. we do the, the happy hour calls. So many things happening this week. Uh, we have, obviously, the week that we are releasing this episode, Magic Keys are going to be available. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a while. We're going to talk about Disney Genie and the confusion that it caused. But, Andrew, I have to say, since we were talking about purchases, before we get into all of that, I'm very happy for you, but I'm a little jealous <laughs> that in my area, I was not able to find, they don't sponsor us, so I'm not going to say their name, but a blue hardware store that had this very exclusive Haunted Mansion light globe dome thing that just kind of spun around Haunted Mansion characters. And if I'm not mistaken, it's happening behind you right now. It definitely is. I set it up. Yeah, I was able to get my hands on one. Um it has, yeah, it's a it's a little dome thing. Uh, you can put it in the room. It's meant for indoors, and it has, you know, the the busts from the hallway, the hitchhiking ghosts, um, the wallpaper, the the candle uh, uh, gargoyle things, uh, bride, all kinds of stuff. Uh, the logo, uh, different stuff like that. So it spins around, changes colors. It's all kind of fun stuff. Um, I had a 
a fun time getting that, getting my hands on that. I went to my closest Lowe's, uh, looked on the app, said there was nine available. And then I was like, okay, that was before I left the house. And then I was driving and I had to stop somewhere and I looked, checked again. Okay, there's six left. Okay, it's people, a couple people bought them. They just came out. So I get to Lowe's and it says six left. And I go in and I'm looking and the lady's putting up the Halloween decorate, uh, you know, all the Halloween stuff. They just just came out like a couple days ago. Um, And so I get there and I'm looking and they have a general Halloween one and then they have a Nightmare Before Christmas one. And then there's a blank spot where it says Haunted Mansion, da, 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 da. And so I'm looking. Okay, no, they're not really far back. So I asked the lady, oh, hi, um, did these just not get put out yet? It says online that there's six uh, um, left. And she goes, oh, like five minutes ago, two people came and bought three each. Um, and so they're all gone. I was like, oh, okay. So that was fun. Um, I've never uh, interacted or had had issues with, like, resellers before in my area. You know, it's not doesn't seem like a big deal, but um, I guess it's a – even with an exclusive item, every anywhere is going to find them. Um, but then I went to the next closest one, um, and they said they had two in stock. So I drove, and there were still two in stock. So I was able to get one. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, and then after I told you guys about it, Melissa looked them up, and uh, how much were they going for on eBay at the time you looked them up? Uh, easily fifty. <laughs> easily. Yeah, 50. Yeah. This is four, fourteen ninety nine at Lowe's or yeah. Blue Hardware Store. I mean. Uh, yes, Blue Hardware Store. Blue Hardware Blue Har- Store. Blue Hardware Store. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, took it right out of the box. I, I I like to take stuff out of the box. This one is it's not like super anyway. It's out of the box. It's sitting there. I threw the box away. So after and, you sent yeah. the text message to us about it, uh, remember I told you that I searched the app and mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. I searched the website and I couldn't find it either. And that's because they turned off the search function for it. You either had to have the direct link for it or you had to have the SKU number for it. So mm-hmm. when you sent me the SKU number, sure enough, I found it. In my area, they were completely sold out. Wow. There was one store that I think had one left, um, but it was about 30 miles away from me. And I called, you know, uh, we have three of the blue hardware stores around here. And so I called each one of them and I said, hey, by the way, do you have this, you know, Haunted Mansion product? I have a SKU number in case it makes it easier for you. And they were all super nice. And one person that I spoke to, uh, which is the second closest one to me, uh, she knew immediately what I was talking about. I didn't even have to describe it. As soon as I said the Haunted (laughs) Mansion light dome, she said, oh, yeah. Uh, every store got about 10 to 12 of those. And earlier today, two people bought all 12 from our store. (laughs) So like Melissa, I went on eBay as well. And I did see pictures on there for these posts where there was five or six of them lined up on the floor. And they all said, in hand, ready to ship, $49.99. And at that point, it just wasn't worth it for me anymore. No, it's it's a fifty. I mean, if if you were if you were handy enough and you had the right tools, you could make this yourself. It's yep. it's a plastic dome with some relief cutout characters and and LED light, and it spins around. Like it's not a very complicated thing. It's very cool that it's haunted mansion, but 
I, I'm not going to spend $50 on... I'm, I'm glad that I got one. Yeah. But I'm glad I got it at yeah. the fourteen ninety nine price. Yeah. 14 oh, bucks, sure. willing to pay it. 20 25 <laughs> yeah. bucks even, I was willing to spend on it. But 50 yeah, not so much. Give it a, give it a minute. I think, I think there's probably enough going around that some of these people are going to have to lower their prices a bit. Yeah. We'll see. But it gave me gave me more room to to uh, buy other things this week. So that was, you know, that was fun. Yeah. Didn't you say that you were going to go spend like two paychecks and a half over at like Spirit Halloween or something? I was planning on it. I only <laughs> spent about, you know, I spent less than $100. So that was OK. What um, you end up getting? But I, I wasn't I just I had to go to the gas station and I saw Spirit Halloween. Big sign. We're open. So <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I have to go in. See what I always <laughs> end up at spirit Halloween way too late where all the, like the, the fun Disney stuff is picked over. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. they, they're only been open for a couple days. Um, so I ended up with a couple fun things. Um, first, but my one non Disney thing I have, I can show you guys on the video. Um, this is the Beetlejuice um, replica of Beetlejuice tombstone oh, <laughs> from the right film. On. That's um, cool. So they, at one point they sold this, um, as like a life size one, uh, and I was I saw it after it was like even a thing. I always thought it was really cool, um, so I was able to get that fifteen bucks. It wasn't too bad. Um, but some of the cool, fun little stuff I got was um, there's these little plastic haunted mansion shot glasses. Ah, oh, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, they're they're plastic. They're a dollar a piece. So if you have a spirit Halloween near you. Um, this one says Foolish Mortals has the wallpaper on it. And this one's kind of just patterned with a bunch of different, you know, Madame Leota and the wallpaper and blah, 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 blah. A dollar a piece. So those were kind of neat. Uh, I bought the last of them so at the one I went to. So uh, your uh, trial may vary. I don't know. Um, I also Haunted Mansion. Ugh. Haunted Mansion-wise, I was able to get these little snow globes. Oh, this is a little Hatbox Ghost snow globe. And then this is a little Madame Leota That's snow globe. Cool. How much were they those? had? Um, the six ninety nine. That's not bad. Yeah, about no. three inches tall, four inches nice. tall. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They um, they they also had the bride, um, and then uh, e- Ezra and Gus. Um, or no, sorry, I'm right. Ezra and Phineas, uh, hitchhiking ghosts. They did not have a Gus in the one I saw. I don't know if I missed out. But this hat box ghost one, it has his thumb out like he's hitchhiking. So I don't know if they're kind of doing a two for one um, oh, maybe. sale with the <laughs> hitchhiking ghost. I don't know. Um, so that was kind of fun. I got a couple of hocus pocus things. I got a um, this is a nice little magnet says I lit the black flame candle. Oh. So that's fun. A little magnet. Nice. Uh, this is a wooden sign. This is great for I'll have to get photos of these to put them in the stuff because I've Nobody can see this in an audio podcast, but uh, Sanderson Sisters, uh, Sanderson Museum of Witchcraft uh, sign. It's a little plaque. I like um, that. That's sweet. My last thing is this uh, Haunted Mansion sticker. It says, sacred uh, to the memory of dearly departed. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you should decide to join them. And it's got little skulls and little kind of cool little sticker thing. Very so, cool. Um, I, I got some other, um, they had a Hocus Pocus bag. I got some other Beetlejuice stuff. Um, 
yeah, I got I, I was a fun little trip at Spirit Halloween, and I was surprised to see Haunted Mansion stuff. And when I saw it, I then uh, scoured the entire store just to make sure I didn't miss any of it. <laughs> um, so I think I got the the four things. Five. They had a, they had a couple different um, Haunted Mansion magnets that I didn't end up with in Hocus. Well, no, they had a couple different Hocus Pocus magnets that I didn't end up with. Um, I don't think they had any mansion magnets, but yeah, I mean, if you see any cool uh, mansion stuff at your Spirit Halloween, let me know because I I'm gonna have to check out some of these other ones, see if uh, there's stuff I missed at these other ones. Yeah. I might have to go check it out, especially for some of those Haunted Mansion things that you're talking about. Right. They had a pretty decent uh, Hocus Pocus section, a huge Nightmare Before Christmas section. So they had some some fun stuff. They had like the like plaques with like the, the wreath and all kinds of different fun stuff. So Spirit Halloween's got some great home decor uh, Disney-tied things. Also a big Beetlejuice section if you're into Beetlejuice. It seems to be coming back in style. I got some Beetlejuice stuff. <laughs> That's the second time you've said it. It has to be spoken. Un- <laughs> it has to be unbroken. I I can talk between it. I don't. Oh, know. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Well, good to know because that was two already. I want to test it. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Winter River Museum of Natural Green, a monument to the boat business man. Come on a little closer. And anyway, <laughs> nice. it's the only quote I remember from Beetlejuice. Did you see how <laughs> Melissa's eyes lit up on the code orange talk when you said Nightmare Before Christmas? Like her I eyes know. were like, Bloop. I know. Yeah. It's like, dang. Well, we you do like- this to each other. We'll like send each other things like, oh, you kind of need this or you need this. Mm-hmm. And this runs all the way down to the expo, too. We're horrible. Oh, we yeah. We enable I've, each other. <laughs> I don't know how many things Melissa sent me and that I've just immediately bought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Same. Oh, there's some Spider-Man news that I want to get into. But before we talk about that, let's go to Avengers Campus. Let's go to Imagineering. Actually, it wasn't even Avengers Campus because Andrew had a very astute observation. We posted a couple of videos, a couple posts on Instagram about Imagineering and Project EXO. EXO is this awesome project they've been working on for the last two years where they've been building this huge exoskeleton to try to bring in some of the larger uh, marvel characters into the parks characters like the hulk thanos and immediately your imagination starts to go wild when you see these characters right because then you start thinking like well what else is possible and the only thing i thought was bring on the hulk buster (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else has commented too that they saw noticed the the fuzzy legs on one of them could be a, a wampa mm-hmm. uh, as well for mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge. That would for be sure. you know something cool. Yeah, maybe a walk around Yeti or something at uh, Animal Kingdom. Big old Yeti. <laughs> so we actually the asked, one that works. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually <laughs> asked over on Instagram uh, who people would like to see if this technology actually made it into the parks. Uh, some members of the FGP squad sounded off. Nicole said it would be incredible. She would love to see the Hulk or Baymax. By the way, happy birthday, Nicole. Oh, it was her birthday this Baymax. last week. Our pal Heather yeah. said she would for sure want to see Baymax. Brian said Harold walking around the Matterhorn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty pretty <laughs> awesome. 
<laughs> OG. Would, would OG. you be scared, Larry? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. No. I'll be there to hold you. I'll be there to hold you. Don't worry. You're if good. I, I wouldn't even go near the dark in that area. I'd just, like, forget it. <laughs> uh, Jill said, they've already made her cry bringing Chewbacca to the parks, but she wonders who she'd be excited to see next in this technology. And that's true. I would definitely cry if they brought the Hulkbuster. Uh, yeah, you would. Uh, our pal Chrissy, Adventures in DIY Shop, said, This is so freaking cool. Uh, of Mouse and Manco said, When he saw the purple hands, he was thinking about Thanos. Because there was a couple of shots, a couple of photos. There was the fuzzy feet, but there was some, like, purple hands. Which, it looks like mm-hmm. it was silicone mm-hmm. that they were just kind of casting at the time. And they were testing out. But the possibilities are, are endless. There's so many things that you can do with this. I mean, Brackett Ralph could be in the yeah. freaking parks. Right? Like yeah. more, more articulate because they had him before, but he's kind of like Wreck-It Ralph and like Sully. Yeah. Are kind of like oh, yes. where their arms just kind of. Oh, yeah. Sully would be fun. Or their arms kind of oh. just swing around to do whatever. But yeah, dangle. Yeah. You know, I think I'm pretty clear as to which one I want to see. But. If you all had to make a choice, like if they came to you and Imagineering said, hey, Mel, which character do you want to see right now? Who would it be? I like thinking about Harold walking around (laughs) Matterhorn. Mm. I think that'd be fun. All right. Poor Larry is going to be super scared. I'll be there for you, buddy. Don't you (laughs) worry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's jump to Larry. If Imagineering came to you, Larry, and they said, Larry, which character do you want to see walking around the parks with the new exoskeleton technology? It would be... I mean, I can't believe you guys didn't say it, but Maui. I mean... Oh, um, man, I forgot about Maui! You're welcome. But Harold! (laughs) That would be cool, I think. Dude! Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Do I have to rethink this? Uh, No, sticking with the Hulkbuster. Andrew, (laughs) if you had to choose... Imaginary comes to you. Andrew, you are in charge. You're going to choose the next character to be in the exoskeleton. Who would it be? All right. Mine's a little bit out of left field, but um, if you watched Who Frightened Roger Rabbit, you would know uh, Bongo the Gorilla from uh, okay. <laughs> the wow. Ink and Paint Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the password? There you go. I think I, it's just the first thing I saw, I thought of when you brought the topic up was, oh, yeah, the big old gorilla from uh, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> you know, nobody would know who he was, but they would see a giant gorilla, and it would be hilarious. I love it. Yeah. You may have swayed me on the Maui, Larry, for – I mean, look, if – we could Kids technically like do it, right? I mean, what if they said we need one for DCA and one for Imagine Disneyland? Walking around with that? Yeah. He's walking around with the big old hook. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. I mean, so you cool. just need one of those just to do like a a Frank Wolf uh, character anyway, right? Because yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, the rock is so so many. Plus, second Baymax though. Baymax is just so cool. Uh, yeah. I love it. I mean, ba- so Baymax funny. is cool. The 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 one that they had in the park is very cool, but. The the one with the armor yeah. would be mm. would be cooler Ooh. to get you know a little bit more one. yeah because yeah. that one's probably a little harder to do with the, the inflatable one yeah right, I right. would definitely think armored Baymax would be on the list for something like this uh, all right well if you want to play along and you have any characters that you would want to see as part of this new exoskeleton technology you can either comment on the post that we already have if you haven't seen the videos or comment 
on the Instagram post for this particular episode. Again, podcateers.com slash 375. Uh, you'll see the title card uh, on our Instagram account. We'd love to know which characters you'd like to see using this tech. Um, what about Jabba the Hutt? On me, Bookie. I mean, it would be possible, right? I mean, they wouldn't be yeah. moving around. But Picture moment. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when you look at the exoskeleton, it's very similar to a lot of the stuff that we already see, like Henson produce, right? A lot of the mm -hmm. big characters have similar structures. These are just a little more articulating than Big Bird would be, for instance, right? Like you got big poofy yeah. hands, big poofy feet. But when you look at Project Exo, the fingers articulate and stuff like that. So uh, it is a step up of something that kind of already exists it's just leveling up the same concept uh not to diminish in any way what they've done and the process because i wouldn't be able to build this and i don't want it to sound like anybody can do it right i i'm oh, not no. there <laughs> I, I just want to be clear about that i, I love how josh tomorrow just kind of like jumps and high fives the big hand and like one of the videos, yeah, it's just yeah, funny yeah, looking. Cool. Yeah, you brought you started to bring it up earlier, but that was that was that video was taking place at the I think it's called the Disney the was it the Disney Theater now uh, in uh, the Disney Hollywood Junior. Land? Yes, the, yeah, the former mm -hmm. Disney Junior Theater. Um, it had the I think the last thing it was like what Disney dance party something or another. Anyway, I had I was like that looks really familiar, and so I looked up Disney Junior live on YouTube. I was like, oh, no, there it is. Big Mickey Mouse-shaped screens with all this, like, uh, LED neon-looking stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's they were playing with it in the park. So that's kind of cool. Wait, does Walt Disney World have their own version of this Disney, li uh, Disney Junior Live Theater? Or is it just a California I, Adventure? I think the one that we saw was the specifically California Adventure because... I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, they did not get the dance party. They just had Disney Junior, and then it closed. I could be 100% wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then ours turned into, like, this dance party thing. But their space is a lot bigger okay. um, than the one uh, – I'm pretty sure than the one we have in DCA. So – and I uh, – yeah. So I'm pretty – I'm, like – 90% sure that it was the DCA one. Okay. Which would make sense because that's where Imagineering is, you know, co located currently. Well, at least for now. Yeah, currently. Which is a whole <laughs> other story that we'll talk about on, on another episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they were walking around Avengers Campus because they were checking the clearances while they were walking in those big fuzzy feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to see what comes from it. Uh, again, if you have any characters that you would love to see as part of this exoskeleton technology, join the conversation over on Instagram or Facebook, or we'd love to have you as part of the Discord family. So make sure to sign up and join the conversation there. Okay, well, we're talking about Avengers Campus, so I, I feel like it's a, a really great time to jump into talking about Spider-Man because... Uh, it made huge news. Obviously, we've been talking about, you know, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer and how we haven't received it and how it was going to be exclusive to going back to the movie theater and possibly going to, you know, be with uh, Shang-Chi. All these possibilities. Right. And we were speculating about why we hadn't gotten one. And then at some point, people thought that there wasn't going to be one at all. 
Uh, I think someone at Marvel even teased that we weren't going to get one just to troll the internet. And <laughs> apparently that was not the case. Apparently there was a trailer that was being produced. And I guess there was a convention that was happening. I don't know exactly which one it was. But uh, I believe there was some kind of con happening. And they were going to debut the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer as part of that convention or, or as part of Sony's presentation, rather. And it was leaked. Uh, the leak was apparently a video, a, a camera phone video of a camera phone video of a video of the trailer. So it was like a third generation leak at this point. It was an uncompleted trailer. Yes, an incomplete trailer that was missing special effects. It was like four degrees removed from Kevin Bacon at this point. But (laughs) it was enough that you got a good chunk of the trailer. Uh, As soon as it was posted, I, I was so tempted. But... I decided to hold back. I didn't want it to to spoil the whole thing. Knowing that there was an actual trailer, I think made me excited that I thought, I'm just going to wait for the official release. I I had read that there was a watermark. I was like, I'm not going to ruin this. But I know that some people watched it. (laughs) I watched it. I couldn't tell you what was going on during it, but I watched it. It was very hard to uh, decipher what was happening in the... uh leaked trailer so uh you didn't really miss much (laughs) okay so that was going to be my question i like what was the clarity like or anything because you saw the the official trailer earlier that we posted on our instagram right yeah 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 Yeah, so my my question was going to be what was the comparison like but if you couldn't see it then i I guess it's good you know because you couldn't really make it out all that much yeah, the audio wasn't. I mean, it was. Yeah, you could kind of make out some word. It was. It was. It was rough. So, um, yeah, it was. I I didn't really spoil much for myself because I couldn't really comprehend what was going on. <laughs> but it did have like somebody's name watermarked on there, right? Yeah, it had like a watermark across it. I, I what I read in an article, it said it was the. Um, I believe the the person who the editor that did the um, trailer, oh, I believe, no. is who that was. Uh, I feel so Yikes. bad for them. Yeah, but yeah, it was. Um, if we're gonna talk about the trailer, uh, spoiler alert ahead. Big time. Um, yeah. Just just in case you're go trying to save yourself for the stop. film, go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> what I will post it in the blog post for the episode podcasters.com slash three seventy five if you haven't seen the full trailer yet. Uh it's a good three minute trailer. It's a good teaser. They reveal a lot. Uh if you want to go watch that, we'll wait. Go go ahead. Go watch it right now. We'll just we'll just, we'll just that, no, that's fine. We'll wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Two forty seven, two forty six, two all right, I can't wait anymore. They they can come <laughs> okay. back and they can hear us talking about it later. So let's talk about this trailer because there's been a lot of speculation about whether or not we were going to see something having to do with the multiverse. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the other Spider-Man from other franchises, villains from other franchises crossing over. Uh, the trailer starts off where the movie last left off, and that is when Mysterio reveals that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And wait, he is. Oh, sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't know you didn't know. Spoiler. <laughs> oh man. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, what? Your reactions watching this trailer with everything that was presented to us. Wow. 
Um, first off, I was happy that I didn't know about the leak because, like, what Andrew said, I would hate, or what you said, I would hate to ruin that. You know, cinematic adventure you get with the trailer. It's awesome for me. Immediately, what pops out, um, you start hearing voices that you used to know from the other Spider-Mans, which is really cool. Uh, I mean, and that, like, we're talking about this multiverse thing, and now you can see how they're going to tie this all together, at least in a trailer. I think if we're talking about questions immediately, there's a scene where he passes, we're going to spoilers here, where Doctor Strange is, like, doing his thing and blasting Peter Parker out of the Spider-Man basically suit, and he's holding on to something. And I was like, what is he holding on to there? I paused it so many times. And then, I mean, sorry, guys, the, the big the big payoffs at the end. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I just, you hear the voice, and then you're like, hello, Peter. It's yeah. like, oh, man, so sweet. So sweet. I'll let someone else go on with, with what they say before I go kill that. No, keep going. It was all fun listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, being like a Spider-Man fan from the past movies, like we've always been told, like, oh, there's a couple, right, that you're, that were we, the Spider-Man, I think a lot of the Sony pictures straight up one, not the one with, I think they're doing a lot more callbacks to the one that we see with Tobey Maguire. I mean, the Green Goblin laughs in the background. You see his rollout of his weapon come spinning through. And I think another thing that threw me off that kind of got me scared is you see Happy in a shot and he's has the lasers like pointed at him. And you're like, what's going on here? I know why is that happening to him? And I think I think my biggest question off of watching this, and maybe Hazen knows something more than I do, I don't feel like Doctor Strange would do this. What he's proposing in the trailer, and I'm like, there's something mischievous here that I don't feel good about. Like there's just there's a scene they really pinpoint to when they show of not doing a certain spell. I don't know, man. I just got Loki vibes. That's immediately where I felt. I know it's probably not Loki. Not, that's not what I'm thinking. But, I mean, I guess a little bit. I'll say a little bit. But it just feels something's not right. Because I just don't know if Doctor Strange would open, literally open this portal. Doctor Strange in sweats. <laughs> that is awesome. In the cave. That in is the cave. awesome. It's so sweet. <laughs> I, I love it. I, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm just watching it. And it's like it is a ride it is a ride like the way that everything is happening and because of dr strange and the way that things are bending and i don't know much but i am excited just to see how everything plays out i'm really clueless on a lot of the stuff i didn't know we were going to see dr strange so soon it was a it was a good surprise to see that see everything roll and then see doc you know doc all come out and it was like hey this oh my gosh and just to see like real quickly while he's uh while spider-man is talking to dr strange and he's kind of screwing with the spell and then things you just see like the little glimpses of, of the of the multiverse just like how we saw in loki which is like oh my god this is all happening we're gonna see a lot more of this so that's why i'm calling it a ride because it's just like yeah, I, I, want, I can't wait to see the movie now. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andrew. 
What do you think? Um, I, I I did not get uh, as prepared as Larry did. I I watched it once. Um, I did not get detailed notes. My the first thing that I remember from the trailer is like the Doctor Strange Christmas lights or Halloween lights. Those are I, cool. I, I want yeah. those. Those are cool. That was a good <laughs> like call right there. Blow mold lights. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was good. It's funny the you know the part where he's like um, he, Peter Parker calls him sir. And he's like, we, you know, we, we saved the universe or whatever, the entire world. I, I think we passed her. He's like, okay, Steven. And he's like, it's a, it's a little weird, but we'll get past it or whatever. So it's funny. It's good. It gives you a lot of, um, a lot of little teasers. Like, why is Doctor Strange's house like all covered in snow or whatever? I don't yeah. know what this is all about. So there, and uh, yeah, I, it just makes me curious as to see who who we're going to see because we saw i don't know if we brought it up on the podcast or not or if i forgot i know i sent it somewhere to somebody but they had released a while ago proofs of um shirts of t-shirts and merchandise and so we saw it was like a lot of doctor strange and spider-man and stuff like that so um yeah it's really intriguing to to see if all the rumors are going to pay off that we're going to be seeing multiple spider-man's multiple villains from the other films because the big villains of Spider-Man have already like been used up by the other Sony films. And so, you know, that's the Spider-Man's kind of doing away, you know, they didn't use Mysterio that, that was, you know, but you know, Green Goblin and Doc Ock are the two like heavy hitters of the Spider-Man villains. And it's cool that at least for now we know Doc Ock is coming in. And uh, I remember seeing, I believe it was, must've been a, text like a uh, interview with um alfred molina i think it's i alfred said his molina name right yeah. Yeah. alfred yeah. molina okay i keep saying alfred albert albert <laughs> edward <laughs> i guess i can't remember it correctly um but um yeah he was saying that oh yeah man i'm so much older than i was when i did this and oh they made me look so good and so young <laughs> this you know so it's been a 20 what almost 20 years since he did the last move the first movie so um yeah it's it's cool to get to these people get a kind of reprise of roles and stuff so uh that yeah that's all I have, I want the Doctor Strange lights. Yeah. You could put Mickey Rourke and Iron Man. You better put Molina as Doc Ock. You know what I mean? <laughs> you all brought up so many good points uh, in this trailer. Uh, you hear the laughs. You see the, the little green goblin bomb. You hear, Like you said, Larry, I got chills when I heard the hello, Peter. And then oh, through through the ashes and the smoke comes doc ock ah so good yeah you know it's funny that you mentioned the the doctor strange moment because i felt the exact same way at that point stephen strange is not the type of person to be that reckless from the time that he was uh, a surgeon he was always very calculated and this is the guy that spent a bunch of time trying to calculate which outcome was the best for them to beat Thanos. And if he went through all of those calculations and all of those scenarios to try to figure out the best outcome, why would he put the universe in danger if he knew that this spell was going to cause the chaos that it was going to cause? You know, all for what? For Peter not to suffer? Guess what? Being a superhero is all about suffering. The superheroes are full of angst. 
You know, that's what comics are about. And that's why I think Marvel Comics connected with so many people on so many levels. That's why even in DC Comics, like Batman connected with so many people because there was this angst behind the characters that you connected with on a human level. And Peter, being a teenager, helps him connect on that level with a lot of people because either people remember how they felt or they're going through it now. So the fact that Doctor Strange would put the universe in danger the way that he did is totally sus, dude. I thought the same thing. I don't know what's happening. At first, I thought, well, maybe it's Mysterio. But Mysterio doesn't really have any powers. Mysterio's just an illusionist. You know, he's a special effects artist. Like, he doesn't have the ability to do this. If we're thinking about who it could be, yeah, I mean, it could be Loki. You know, it could be, uh, let's see, who else has chaos magic that could do something like this? Um, (laughs) Wanda, that looks like Doctor Strange. You know, it could be, I mean, the possibilities are endless as to who this could possibly be. It better not be Agatha. I I don't think so. I mean, it was her all along before. Why wouldn't it be Agatha now? (laughs) I mean, I think that if we can sit there, if we sit here and try to figure out who it is, uh, I'm pretty sure we can come up with some pretty intelligent guesses. It's crazy, right? Because I think in the comics at one point, Spider-Man becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. And as far as, you know, why this is so suspicious, Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme now. You know, there's no way that he would be this... I don't know, this irresponsible with his powers that he's worked so hard at honing properly. I have to double check because I, I'm not exactly sure how he became the Sorcerer Supreme or on what uh, on what earth it was or what the like what led up to it. But I'm, I'm like 90 percent sure that at one point Spider-Man was Sorcerer Supreme. And mm. we've seen these crossover pieces of art already. Right. We've seen pieces of art where the suits are kind of crossing over and we've seen kind of like an Iron Man or Doctor Strange kind of suit on on Spider-Man. How much of it was official or unofficial? I don't know yet. I'd have to go back and double check. Obviously, not a lot of official stuff has been released. So we'd have to go back and start trying to filter out, you know, what maybe was a leak, what maybe wasn't. But I'm excited for this, man. I mean, this is same. Uh, I mean, first, this gets released um, earlier in the week. There was uh, well, early in the late last week, there was all this talk about Disney possibly buying Sony's like entertainment division and, uh, you know, possibly trying to buy back Spider-Man because, you know, Marvel wants to take advantage and, and put Spider-Man back into the MCU. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, if if you don't know the story, basically uh, what happened is that a long time ago in a kingdom far away called the 1990s. I saw the signs. I... <laughs> wow. There you go. And did it open up your eyes when you saw the sign? It sure did. The nice. 90s. Nice. Yes, we did. Uh, so actually, we'll fast forward. We'll go back to just a few years ago in 2017 when Disney bought Fox Entertainment, right? They made this huge purchase acquisition for like $71 billion. It was uh, one of the biggest acquisitions in any studio's history. 
Uh, and one of the biggest things that we saw from that acquisition was Marvel regaining a bunch of characters from Fox, like the X-Men, Wolverine, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, Doctor Doom, Deadpool, just to name a few. But really, they essentially ended up regaining control of all the Marvel characters that they didn't have, except for Spider-Man. Now, at the time, they were doing this whole collaborative effort with Sony. Uh, Homecoming was going to be that film that we were going to get, and it was freaking people out because it was the first time we were going to see Spider-Man in the MCU. Now, again, back in that faraway land known as the 1990s, uh, in the early 90s, we had this like huge comic boom, right? And so comic after comic after comic was being released comic book publishers were releasing variants and collectibles and all sorts of things and it was going really well until the mid to late 1990s when there was a big crash and so in like 1996 marvel goes into bankruptcy right and as a matter of fact a whole bunch of studios just kind of go into or a bunch of comic book publishers rather go into bankruptcy and in order to stay afloat marvel puts together this like bunch of licensing deals where they start licensing out characters for films just to get money to try to stay afloat they didn't have a studio right like they just needed a way to make money and so they would you know lease out their characters as a matter of fact that type of uh film leasing was how or film licensing was how we ended up getting x-men films by fox in the early 90s so they, they lose a bunch of their characters. They pretty much give everyone away except for Captain America. That's the only one they ended up keeping. They go to Sony and Sony's like, uh, what are you offering? Disney or oh, Disney. <laughs> Marvel's like, we're going to give you everything in the catalog except Captain America. And Sony's like, we don't care about everything in your catalog. Everything sucks. All we want is Spider-Man. And they're like, okay, well, how much do you want it for? And in this time frame, there was all these films and all these things that were going to get processed and Spider-Man and Sony and like all these studios were in court. There was all these legal battles. Ultimately, Sony wins the legal battles and buys Spider-Man in 1999 or the, the licensing rights to Spider-Man in 99 for like $7 million. It was something insane, right? So along with that came Venom, Green Goblin, Mary Jane, like all the prominent characters from the Spider-Man universe. Fast forward to 2011. And Sony is in trouble now. And so now Sony goes back to Marvel and they're like, hey, we know we kind of own a lot of this stuff. We want to sell you the merchandising rights back to Spider-Man. And so this is where it really began to get complicated because after this deal, Disney owned the licensing right for merchandise. So anything that had a Spider-Man toy, a video game, anything like that, Disney or Marvel made 100% of that. Uh, Sony still made 100% of all the movie stuff. And, you know, it was kind of split for other stuff at that point. But in general, uh, Sony kept 95% of box office uh, and like Marvel got like 5% or something like that. So then in 2019, remember when Tom Holland was now a part of the MCU, you know, everyone was happy. But then there was this whole deal with like Disney and, and Marvel and Sony where they were like fighting and they were bickering and they didn't know if like Tom Holland was going to come back to the MCU. There was a huge backlash. And then Tom Holland's on stage with like Kevin Feige at D23. He's like, I love you 3000. I don't know if I'm coming back. Like it hit, hit in context. Right. <laughs> and so they realized that they needed a new deal. 
So they go back, they start trying to strike this deal, and Disney offers Sony this deal where they were going to split the merchandise in the box office like 50-50. Sony says, no way, that's not going to work for us. We don't like it. It becomes this big public dispute. The fans are like, bring Spider-Man back to the MCU. How dare you keep Spider-Man from the MCU where he belongs? Is pretty much what, how we all felt at that point, right? They finally strike a new deal. Disney gets 25% of the box office. Sony still keeps Spider-Man. But in that deal, they still keep the fact that in order to continue licensing Spider-Man, they have to make a Spider-Man movie every five years. That's why we ended up getting Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Then we got into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I believe that Homecoming and Far From Home count as films within that five-year deal. Uh, but they kept it. Fast forward again, the rumors are flying around that Sony is going to sell off their movie division because they're in trouble, and truth be told, they're not doing very well. Sony is kind of in trouble when it comes to their movie division. These rumors have actually been circling around for a really, really long time, but it, it would be a really foolish move on Disney's part to do that right now uh, unless all this money that they're charging us for the parks and all this, this this new stuff that's coming out is going towards the purchase of Spider-Man don't know if I like it but uh, you know that's a conversation for a whole other time but it's very unlikely that Disney will pull the trigger on purchasing all of Sony or Sony's entertainment division because monopoly laws exist, right? They cannot monopolize having that many film studios. And when they gobbled up Fox, they took a lot of studios with them. Like we are down one major studio in Hollywood. Bringing down Sony would bring them down to even less, and it begins to monopolize it even more. So there's a lot of laws in place that I don't think would make that sale happen. Would it be nice to see Peter Parker and Spider-Man back as part of the MCU officially? Absolutely. But, I mean, Disney's not doing that bad when it comes to Spider-Man, right? Because they have 100% merchandising rights, and you know how much they make off of Spider-Man merch on a yearly basis? Any guesses? Nope. More than I make in uh, the whole my of my lifetime, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All the money I'd ever make in my entire life, they make in a year on Spider-Man. That's my guess. That's, that's some, a, some that's a good that one. figure around I like there. that. Let me put it this way. Uh, gross revenue for Spider-Man Homecoming, okay, which was a joint Disney-Marvel-Sony production, made $880 million. The merchandising sales that they make off of Spider-Man toys, since they have 100%, is over $1.4 billion. So the yeah, fact that they right. don't yeah. fully have Spider-Man isn't really hurting them all that much. You know what? They could always do – if they could be clever about it, too, if they really want to get that Spider-Man. You know, they when they bought Fox, they had to make certain concessions, and they had to say, okay, well, we're selling Fox News to whoever, and da-da-da-da-da. Maybe they, they do some kind of deal where – all right, we're going to join in buying Sony, and we get Spider-Man and all of the whatever they have, and then somebody else, you can have all the rest of the whatever yeah. you got over there. Yeah. You know, that that's something that, in theory, could be worked out if they find the right, you know, partner to, to buy the rest of it to get Spider-Man. Um, and who's to say maybe whoever's buying... Um, Sony, if, you know, if somebody buys Sony, might just go to Disney and say, hey, you guys want Spider-Man? Here, give us, you know, 
$10 billion or whatever they want for Spider-Man. I doubt that such a huge moneymaker would just be given away for $10 million when they know that merchandising sales are over a billion. Right, oh, so they know the value. Andrew? Oh, I said I said billion, he but you know billion. they could. Oh, okay, okay, they okay. Could, yeah. Okay, well that <laughs> makes more sense. Yeah, lots of lots <laughs> yeah, of money. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Spider Man's a Spider Man's worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, but he's just a kid from New York. I mean, at the same time, when you see so many things getting pulled back and charging for so many other things, again, are all those new charges going towards the purchase of Spider Man? I kind of hope not. Because there's still a lot of cast members that are out of work. There's still a lot of things that need to get fixed around the parks. They shouldn't be spending it on Spider-Man. Like, we're doing okay, right? You just gained a whole bunch of other characters. You got the mutants that you can put into the films now. I mean, I hate to say it, but I even read on Reddit this theory that if they just kind of wait it out, Sony might get desperate enough and say, give us $5 for Spider-Man. And I yeah, hate to whatever. say, yeah. yeah, I mean, I hate to say, I mean, it's the same position that Marvel was in when they sold the rights to Sony to begin with, right? Sony's yeah. in trouble as an entertainment studio. They're not doing as well as they would want to. And they make a great point. I, I wish I knew who said it. I'm going to try to find it because I want to give them credit because I really like that theory that it sucks to say, but on a business level, if they're scooping up Spider-Man at the you know for the least amount of money that's probably what they're waiting for at this point anyway we got this new trailer and that's kind of where we are so the rumors of disney buying sony i don't think they're true but again there's been many times where i've said something and disney's like hold my beer and then like two days later (laughs) we see an announcement where it's like on a wednesday on a wednesday Uh exactly how dare they how (laughs) dare they so uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I don't think they'll do it this Wednesday because this Wednesday is the release of Magic Keys. You know, we got that coming up. But I hate to hard pivot out of the Spider-Man talk. Um, before we leave, any other comments on the Spider-Man trailer, Spider-Man in general, what you're looking forward to, or any other thoughts on uh, Doctor Strange being totally sus in this movie? Yeah, no. that's. I want those. Uh, I'll reiterate it. If anybody sees those little wizardy Doctor Strange lights go for sale, <laughs> let me know. I really, I really want those. They are I cool. mean, it makes it seem that this the movie's taking place around Halloween. For sure, so that's kind of yeah. cool because they're kind of like Halloween cats lights. In the background, like black so, cats and stuff. So. Those are Agatha's Halloween. cats. I don't know. <gasps> You're right, Larry. It, it was, was her all along. along. Those Damn are fighting man. words. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so anyway. Magic Keys go on sale this week. Uh, the same day that we release this episode will be the first official day that you can get a Magic Key. Uh, if you decide to purchase one of the new Magic Keys within the first 66 days to celebrate the 66th anniversary of the park, you will receive a commemorative packet with a couple of goodies, including a Magic Key pin. No more plastic passes like we used to have with the annual passes. However, they will charge you like 20 or 25 bucks to print out a copy of your Magic Key. Um, no thanks. I'm good. Uh, have y'all decided what you're going to do about Magic Keys? I know we talked about it before. Have you, I, I know that a lot of us are on the on the yeah we're getting it but have we decided on levels yet yeah i'm i'm uh tina and i i think we're gonna go dream i think i'm going to be wednesday jumping on there if i don't have anything to do in the morning 
and sitting and uh, looking at that goat or whatever happens <laughs> on the screen. Um, hopefully the goat doesn't eat the page or whatever. But yeah, I think I, I think we we kind of did the math and it makes sense for us to, you know, because of the weekends are, is the main thing and the parking and the discounts. And it's a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's I think that's we'll end up with the dream, right? Dreams, the dreams, the highest one. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. All yeah. You got, it. you got the dream. <laughs> All right. Mel, have you decided? Uh, yeah, I, I won't be doing this uh, Wednesday. I will be getting mines if they're available in October, hopefully. That's what I'm aiming for. And, of course, dream. I'm, I, I, it's the no blockouts that sold me. Yeah. And the other stuff. Well, I mean, I'm, this is kind of interesting. We're, I mean, I don't know. We'll go to you two, Hazen. But the uh, me and my wife are, it's it's the dream key we want, but is it going to fit our budget is the key. Yeah, literally, right? So yeah. I'm past the point of Melissa, like I'm waiting to see what happens. Melissa past the point of being like, can we afford this realistically in 2021? Just looking at 2021 right now, is it better to get in 2022? What's it gonna look like in this first run of these keys? Like like I mentioned before, is it gonna be hard to make a reservation to get feedback from everybody to see what's the best value? So I'm in that boat of even waiting longer possibly. I don't mind missing out on the 66 days, but I am kind of perked in interest now to be like, what's the printout? Because if it's 25 bucks, what if it's cool? Because then everyone's gonna get the printout for 25 bucks. <laughs> I think it's like a piece of paper. If it's a like piece it's, of paper, is it? It's like a ticket. Like I think it's just like a ticket or something. Yep. It, right. it says print printout, so it, it makes you think it's just like a ticket. I think they say paper pass. I don't know. Until we see on the it. Because yeah. before, if you lost your pass, they you would pay twenty dollars and you would get another one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why I'm wondering. Maybe it is plastic, but then yeah, if it were to be, then yeah, you're right. I see everyone buying one just to have it. Just yeah. to take yeah. an Instagram picture. Yes. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Physical picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, there you I'm, go. I'm good in Photoshop. Make I can make own. it happen. Yeah. yeah. Just send me pictures. Send me pictures of your hand in the air, and I will Photoshop a magic key printout in your fingertips. I got you. Um, yeah, I think we we're we're still. I mean, it's hard for us, right? Because of all of us in the group, we're the ones that have to buy the most passes. We have to purchase four, and trying to figure out, like you said, Larry, how that fits into our budget is going to be the biggest thing. When we had the previous annual passes, all four of us had like the 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 premiere because it just made sense that we can go whenever we wanted into the park. However, the same argument that I made when we first started talking about uh, with these when they made the announcement of the different keys is it baffles me that they didn't want to include uh, like a child version of that same pass because my kids don't Mm -hmm. drive. Why would they need parking? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So having Mm -hmm. some kind of discount for a child version of that same pass would have been super helpful. You know, they're not the ones buying food. We are. So why does their pass need the the same discount? Like, I'm willing to concede, you know, parking and discounts and all that stuff for the additional passes if they knock off a couple hundred bucks off of each one, considering that it's a child that has that pass. So in this whole revamp process of this system, I'm surprised. I don't know. 
I want to say that I'm surprised, but considering how many things are being charged for in the parks and, you know, we're, we're going to talk about Disney Genie in a moment, considering how many things are being charged for and the prices that some of the things are going for, there's a part of me that isn't surprised, you know, that there isn't a child version of the past. Uh, I think we're still kind of on the fence about possibly my wife and I getting the dream key and then for our kids maybe getting like the belief key or the enchant key. The only reason I would want to go dream key is, you know, let's say that during the week or something, I take a day off and, you know, we all meet up in the park for something. You know, I want to have that flexibility. I think for anybody that's on the fence about getting any one of these keys, I think a really good thing to do is to really try to do a cost breakdown of what it's going to cost you to go, how frequently you're going to go, how cost effective is it for you to be making these monthly payments for something like this? Because if you only go, let's say, once a month, the cost breakdown for a dream key is about $102 per month, I think, after the initial cost of it. And then you're you're talking parking, which is another what twenty or twenty five bucks when you when you go into the currently. yeah parking structure, at least for now. Go up. Yeah, at least for now. You know, for two people, tickets are about a hundred and thirty, right? So you're talking two sixty, an additional twenty five for parking. You're looking at just under three hundred dollars to go one time. That's it. Uh, if you don't think you're going to go for months on end. It might make sense to spend a little extra money on that one trip and save months worth of payments if you're not going to be back, you know, before it's going to break even for you. You know what I mean? So I think uh, breaking it down, figuring out which is the most cost effective option for you is obviously the best way to go. Uh, yeah, I think we're still kind of up in the air because for four people, it's a lot of money. You know, especially if we're not going to go anytime soon, we've decided that we don't want to go anytime between now and December. We're probably going to go in January or February of next year, which means that if we do get it, we're paying for five or six months worth of passes without even going to the park. Yeah, it doesn't start. It doesn't start until you scan it the first time in the park. But you're so still paying you, you for might it, though. Yeah, but then you'll get those date that on the back end. Then you'll have months where you don't pay. In theory, that's true. I don't know if that's exactly how it works. You'll have oh. you you start paying ahead of time, but the, your scan your first time. So with the the with the dream key, your first time if you use parking, that starts your pass. Right. So if you if you use the parking the parking structure and then go don't to. Park. <laughs> then, then go to downtown Disney or whatever. Don't do it. Then, then that starts your pass. Yeah. But according to everything I've read, that as soon as you the, you know, I, the first time you scan it is when your pass date begins. That's how they used to work so, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just a so, good feature. Yeah. So if you if for some reason you want to get in on that sixty six days, um, you can. You'll just be making payments ahead of time, but. Hopefully, it'd be. I, I wonder if there's an answer out there. If, if somebody's listening knows this answer, let you know, comment or let us know somehow. Um, but you know, hopefully, you know, let's say you buy it tomorrow or today, and um, <laughs> if, you, if you buy it today and then you don't go till January, then you have what almost Six four months, months 
four four months months. at the end, you know, then you'll have through, you know, the whole year. So it'll be interesting to know if there's a a precise answer to that. I Um, think that falls more onto the person that's worried about that real first key small worrying you see when you read these you know past types are limited in quantity and passes may long no longer be available for purchase and or renewal at any time when you read that yeah. second line on the magic key webpage on disneyland.com that's the fear i think i don't know if it's real uh warranted fear because knowing disney uh they're gonna want to uh do as many passes as they can i would think as they used to do back in the day i mean what there was over a million annual pass holders at one point yeah. that was the roundabout number they thought no one really had it so that kind of leads to i don't know hazen the next thing you know really it's talking about the genie you know talking about getting the mass out of something disney just pulled that on a wednesday last week <laughs> yeah um oh so one more thing before we move on to disney genie uh one thing that i had talked about a couple of episodes back is that we thought we would start off with the lower key because we weren't going to go to the park that we would start with imagine and then make payments on imagine and then when we finally go to the park we would upgrade to the dream keys or the belief keys whatever we were going to However, we were able to confirm, quick shout out to Heather for helping out with this, that if you decide to upgrade, you are responsible for payment of the entire cost when you upgrade. And that's the only downside to doing it that way, because that would have been ideal for us, where we were able to jump in on the 66 days. We knew we weren't going to go till January, so you know we're still paying a monthly fee. And then when we're finally ready, we'll upgrade our keys. But having to pay for everything all at once is not a feasible option either. So I guess we have to make up our mind quickly, you know, because like you said, if there was over a million people with passes that are just chomping at the bit to possibly get an annual pass again, and now they're, you know, going for these dream key or one of these magic keys, that line of possibly not selling anymore or running out or whatever or having to wait x amount of years before we can jump in on it again is the only thing that worries me you know and again family of four it is more cost effective at times to have the passes but again it would have been a lot more cost effective if they had like a child version of all of the keys you know so Anyway, let's move on to Disney Genie because it looks like it's going to be really tightly integrated to the Disneyland apps, uh, both at Disney World uh, and uh, here at Disneyland. Uh, If you recall, not too long ago, we were talking about how Disneyland Paris had done something called Disney Premier Access, where they were paying on a per attraction basis. And when you kind of broke it down they were spending uh guests were spending anywhere from like nine to eighteen dollars per attraction in order to to enjoy their time at the park on top of the cost of getting in disney genie is kind of the same thing andrew do you have a bunch of info on disney genie that you would like to put out for us here uh yeah i don't have anything up but i can ramble stuff off the top of my head uh disney genie um there's three levels of disney genie there's the standard disney genie which anybody can use um there it's uh it's integrated in the app um it's kind of like an algorithm based thing kind of showing you what 
is popular right now, what has a short line, kind of helping you build your day and in theory giving you the best, you know, spending less time in line is the the thing that they're trying to do. Plus um, reservations for dining and uh, different things like that in the app. Um, the Disney Genie Plus is the paid version. Um, $15 at Walt Disney World, $20 at Disneyland. Um, and that's your paid fast pass thing. Um, you get, I believe they said Disneyland has 15 attractions that will be included in the Disney Genie Plus. Um, they, they said, they said stuff like Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder Mountain, um, and uh, Millennium Falcon were included in those, um, which are attractions that are at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So it looks like they're bringing full-time, uh, passes to mansion um which will be interesting um and first time for uh millennium falcon um and then there's another tier which doesn't have a name um it's uh oh it um well i'll talk about this and i'll talk about it later uh, another tier that doesn't have a name uh is the a la carte attractions that you can purchase like w- what we were just talking about in paris um stuff like uh Web Slingers, uh, Rise of Resistance, some other, you know, heavy hitter attractions. My guess would be Space Mountain, maybe Toy Story Midway Mania. Racers, I think, was on that I don't list, know. too. Yeah, Radiator Springs Racers. Yes, thank you. Those will be your pay per attraction. And you're only able to do two of those per day in the app. So it's it's limited for those those attractions you can't just pay your you know go one day okay i'm gonna spend all the money hop 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 all all the big attractions without waiting in line um i think they called that feature lightning lane well the that's what i was gonna get to the 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 confusion begins (laughs) yeah no the entire fast pass line is now the lightning lane so right uh you get yeah, so you get Lightning Lane either one, but there's some attractions that it's paid for and some that it's included in Disney Genie Plus with the, with the extra fee. Um, so, and Disney Genie Plus also includes um, PhotoPass downloads, which um, used to be included with Max Pass or your annual passes, depending on what, what pass you had. So that's another feature that kind of became a, a pay thing again. I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff um, with Disney Genie. Um, we're still trying to figure out a lot of, like, like if this a la carte function is going to have a name or it's just Disney Genie plus 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 plus. I don't know what what's going on. Um, I've also heard that um, they uh, – anyone that uses the uh, disabled assistance program um, – that you'll be able to do um, you booking your attractions uh, through the Disney Genie section as well once you're registered. Um, I don't know all about that, but that's another feature that it has. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that Disney Genie um, has to offer. It's just kind of uh, sucky. <laughs> that uh <laughs> we have to that that it's a thing at all um larry brought up the point how dare they use uh the name genie uh <laughs> i saw a, a funny post that said um oh the 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 lightning lane passes you're you book one at a time uh you're able to 
uh, I have so many facts in my head that I keep remembering. Um, hotel guests are able to pre-buy. This is for Disneyland only. I'll, I'll skip the Walt Disney World stuff. Uh, hotel guests are able to purchase the a la carte options starting at 7 a.m. Um, everybody else for everything else, even Disney Genie Plus booking your attractions you must be in the park and does not start till the park opens. So yeah, it's, there's no pre-booking really. So hotels don't really have the um, advantage. Um, now I don't know 100% if that includes when you go to early magic, extra magic hours, if that starts your time in the park because you've scanned in and da 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 da. So um, yeah. Uh yeah, I'm sure that will the, change, I think that's though. all the things that are going to come out of my mouth. But yeah, I'm sure that'll <laughs> change though because you mentioned that the hotels you don't have an advantage, you know, to setting uh, anything up. Uh I'm pretty sure that Disney will start adding that if you stay on property, they'll give you that ability. Or they'll or it'll be a thing like like at Universal Studios the Orlando, if you stay on property, they give you the lightning lane or their um front of line pass for free if you stay there so maybe you know who knows if perks like that'll be you know free disney genie if you stay or discounted disney genie plus or something 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 like that who knows yeah um but yeah that's a that's a good observation that maybe stuff will change in the future and i i think the walt disney world one uh their hotel guests have um a little more stuff that they get. I think they might be able to book their Disney Genie Plus attraction starting at 7, um, as opposed to having to be in the park. So I believe Walt Disney World is a little different. But yeah, there's there's so much, and there's so many things that are still unanswered um, mm-hmm. that they've announced. So uh, yeah, Disney Genie. What do you see the, the perceived value of this being? Because as locals, I think we know how to maneuver the park. I think we got very good at even when we couldn't get a fast pass or we had to juggle around paper fast passes. Um, we were able mm-hmm. to do it all for free, right? We were still able to get on attractions. Granted, we were able to go a lot more frequently without the need for any type of reservation uh, or limiting the reservations that we could get on a monthly basis in order to go or per quarter, whatever the case was. I mean, do do you find any value in something like Genie or Disney Genie? Because, I mean, look, I, I hate to say it, but charging for something that was free, like the Fast Pass, and for a system that was pretty broken in many ways, uh, I don't know how the algorithm is going to change it at all. There isn't anything to support that it's going to be any better than the old Fast Pass system. I think I have a lot more questions. I don't. I really want to know what the a la carte prices are for the other attractions that aren't even listed, and to know that the price is going to be, you know, it's going to go either up or down depending on the day. So that's something I really wish I like. I want to know. I wish that was a little. I wish that was in this presentation. It could have given us a little bit more confidence in it, but it just seems like it's going to be lot more than what we would actually pay for and here's the other side that i see from it and it was brought up in our discord is that it is cheaper than a tour guide i could only see it be done on a special occasion not every not every trip 
that's no, that's not going to happen. Um, that's for me. I don't see myself doing that. But let's say it's a special day and let's say we're celebrating worth like everyone's knows or you kind of get me. Yeah. Um, that's the only way I could think that somebody would get this. It's going to be a lot. I'm a little afraid. I think that's what it is. I'm afraid to learn what the prices are. Again, conflicted. Yeah. That's all I could say. Well, I think for me, uh, looking at it now is, you know, we hear Andrew and even going through it, he's kind of going and we're trying to figure out the complexities of it. And then you hear Melissa conflicted. I think that's that's kind of the overlying tale for me looking at it. I, I look at it, the complimentary service of it, the Disney Genie baseline, I guess you could call it, as a way uh-huh. for Disney, as you mentioned, Hazen, like, how is this going to make the park better? I think that's their way to try to make it better because that's the free service. So they're trying to figure out crowd waves and figure out when people use the app more, you know, they're going to feel a lot more better because they think I'm coming at this in a smarter way and our generation is well built into using apps to get things done so they can see the way things are going on a day. You know, they've already got the reservation system in place. Now this is that extra tier to know about lines, restaurant wait list, you know, check-ins, mobile order, ride virtual queues. It's a way to build that if everyone uses it. And then you go to the other tier, so the people that are thinking maybe they want a little more, you go to that Disney Genie Plus that includes the Lightning Lane and the, you know, photo pass section uh, for the day. Uh, I mean, it's it's a good sell for someone that we don't know which, you know, we know what kind of rides are going to be on there, but we don't exactly. It's a good sell because you remember the Max Pass. It's pretty much that same idea of if you're looking at just the Lightning Lane option, you can only get one at a time until you use one up or until like a certain hour allotment, right? It really follows that window. And it being $20 a day, I think it goes into Melissa's exact wording of that will be like a special friend, you know, or family moment where like we got this one time we're at the park, $20 for each of us not a bad sale to go on to use it's it's something that i could see people using for sure now the you know lightning lane itself that individual pass one this is where we start getting complex and i feel when you start adding all these layers and tiers of just like when the passes kind of change from like why are we following apple with plus and max and <laughs> all these extra additions you're really causing a bigger problem to the guest, which is it's not, you know, it's a, almost relive an old type technology, which was pay per ride. That's what people are going to hear. They're not going to hear the innovation part of we're helping you map your day. They're going to hear, well, they did this back in the early like 60s and 70s. And it didn't work out. The e-ticket thing, you know, backfired. And that's when ticket prices were really, really low to get in the park. That's not the same model here anymore. So that, that's, I think you're going to hear the general audience immediately become back offish to that. You know, for me, just speaking on me, I see the innovation part of it, but I also see the complexity and I'm like, this is confusing for anybody. And, it, and it's unfortunate because now you're going to cause another layer of people were mad with lines, but now they're going to be like, I don't even know how to, how to get on a ride's lightning lane. I don't know what that is. What happened to fast pass? What do you mean I have to go to the restaurant? Like. Am I supposed to use this app? Do I not have to use it? It just, it causes a little bit more that I doubt the average traveler or maybe even any old, or excuse me, key member goes into the park thinking about immediately when they walk in. Yeah. 
Yeah, that comparison to the e-ticket system, I think is a really, really good one because that's kind of what it feels like. You know, buying a ticket book and then you have the attractions that you can ride for one of those tickets that you're turning in. Uh, in this case, it's just a virtual version of that same ticket. You know, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about where the value for Disney is in this. And I know that everybody's immediate response is, well, they're taking $20 from us or whatever, 15 if you're at Walt Disney World. And, you know, uh, you know, to answer your question, Mel, if uh, Paris is any indication, they're charging anywhere from 9 to $18 per attraction when you go a la carte. So being that in the U.S., people or consumers tend to pay a little bit more uh, I'm thinking it's going to be anywhere from like 10 to 20 to maybe even $25 for certain attractions uh, mm -hmm. on peak days, right? And mm -hmm. uh, I started wondering, like, what is the real value that Disney's getting out of this app? Think about what your smartphone does already. You know, everybody's been talking this entire year, you know, about this vaccine and, you know, blah, 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 this and blah, they're tracking you that. No. Your, the tracking is already happening in your pocket with a smartphone, right? That smartphone knows way more than even you know about yourself, you know? Uh, and a lot of it is subconscious. Yeah. A lot of it is just, you know, how you maneuver, how you, you know, uh, use your apps, where you go. It's tracking everything that you do. So what if Disney does the same thing with Genie? What if the pull for them isn't the $20 a month that they're getting or the $20 per visit that they're getting, but more importantly, the patterns that you're creating by what attractions you go on, where you tend to eat all the time. And, you know, once they have that data, I'm almost positive that we're going to start to see ads in the Disneyland app at some point where if they know that every single time that you go, you use Disney Genie to get on, on Haunted Mansion, then you're going to see an ad that says, hey, we have this brand new Haunted Mansion pin that you might be interested in purchasing on ShopDisney.com because now they have all this additional data on you that tells them what you like, what your patterns are, and how you are more valuable in their eyes. The trends that we are seeing essentially point to you being just on that consumer level. They don't see us as guests. They see us as money entering the park. You know, we've talked about this before. Yes, Disney's a magical place. We buy into the magic that they create, but they're a business overall. And all I could think of was they're just like, I'm, I feel like they're using Disney. And this isn't some conspiracy theory or anything. I don't want it to sound like that. Uh, I'm just saying that these apps already track what we do. This is just next level tracking to help them market things that you might be interested in. And at that point, you're more valuable on that consumer level because they're catering to exactly what you like. Can I throw a silly, a silly request out there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, since we're talking about tracking and, you know, ads and whatnot, Disney sends some coupons our way, you know? <laughs> Let's say, no, I'm just saying, yeah, like, really. <laughs> what if, like an attraction doesn't have a weight or something and they're like hey it's half off i don't know just trying to you know, make yeah that thought you make you say is, is interesting because i thought sorry melissa i didn't mean to cut you off no no fine i cut off hazen i'm sorry <laughs> if lightning lane doesn't work out the way they're thinking i feel like that's what will happen what you just said where they're gonna be like today guess what you're a complimentary lightning lane for a day. Even you had to buy Disney Plus. Let's keep that clear, right? You had to buy, or, excuse me, 
Genie Plus. Genie. I know there's so many. Oh, Dis- Disney <laughs> Genie, Genie Plus. Plus. No, Disney Genie Plus. And let's see, Lightning Link's not doing well. They're going to be like, a little perk for you. We know you like the, you know, uh, Radiator Racers. We're giving you a complimentary one. It's like 11 o'clock or some weird time to get you to veer over there. Mm-hmm. Like Hazen's talking about, the logarithm of, we need you to move over here, but we're giving you something free. And I think you're onto something, Melissa. You, you definitely are. That's why I laugh. Not laughing at you. I'm laughing. Oh, no, it's like, fine. <laughs> that's the thought. Seriously. It's in Hazen's thought, too. We're see you're at the Tiki Room. Would you like 25% off a Dole Whip? We need to keep you here. <laughs> that's to too much, here. man. Let's, let's right? be realistic. It's more like a 10% discount. <laughs> 10%. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't make sense because your pass already has a 15% discount. So oh, that's, that's true. You have to get something above you your get an discount. extra straw um, for free. Yeah. yeah, go to the Tiki Here's Room and get napkins. a free plastic stir stick. Um, as soon as it was announced, I went and uh, did a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But I, I went and looked through the comments on some of these Instagram posts. And people are really reaming this a new one, which is which is uh, yeah, understandable. But here's the big but: you don't have to use this service. Yeah, you're not required to use this service. It's something. Yeah, they took FastPass away. Okay, yeah, that stinks. But we've been dealing with no FastPass for this long already. It's not like they punched you in the face and took your kid or something. I don't know. They, <laughs> just some of these some of these comments. You know, Walt Disney never would have done something like this. Oh. Uh, this is something, something, something. Walt Disney was a businessman. He would have done whatever it took to, you know, get money. But also, mm-hmm. he had we had no... But he also had yeah. no, like, concept of a smartphone or the internet or algorithms or anything. <laughs> so there's no way to know what Walt Disney would have wanted. So it's kind of just... That should just be off the table at this point. But this is something that's that's, you know partially free, partially paid for, that you don't have to use. You can still enter the park, ignore Disney Genie 100%. You can go through your day not even have to thinking about it and still enjoy your day. The In theory, or here's my theory, um, that Disney Genie is either going to be smash hit or it's not going to be very popular at all. And if that's true, then the lines are still going to be shorter like we've talked about in the past where there's less people in the fast pass lane, lightning lane. Um, so that makes the standard line go faster, which is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to use it, don't. And you know what? If nobody uses it, then something's going to change with Disney Genie because if it becomes not popular, they're going to realize real quickly. I'm Well, you know, they might realize real quickly and still hold out for a little while, but th- that's how you show people what you want. You know, you pay, you show them with your pocketbook. You, you know, I'm not going to use this service, you know, because I don't like it X, Y, Z, you know, and if enough people don't, then they see the error in their ways if that's what happens. Um, yeah. So I just, I just kind of, I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth with, I shouldn't go looking on Instagram comments because people were, uh, you know, pulling out the Walt Disney card, pulling out the, yeah. the all kinds of this. This is ruining my vacation. This is ruining everything because you're stealing this money from me. And it's like, well, but you don't have to use it. So it's it, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was a bad idea to do that. Yeah. The interesting <laughs> thing about Disney Genie is that they are trying to make your vacation easier. 
right? By planning out the itinerary, right. by having you know That's the algorithms do yeah do the work for you, they are trying to make it a more enjoyable stay for you. Is it coming at a cost? Absolutely. All technology comes with some kind of cost, right? You don't have an electric car that costs the same as a 1990 Honda Civic, and you have to pay for that technology. <laughs> um, but at the same time, uh, I think there's uh, a lot of services out there that already provide really stellar ways of planning out your day. You know, Turing Plans is one of those companies that's been around for years, and I think they've nailed down how to do that. And uh, it it kind of baffles me that Disney didn't just extend an offer and say, hey, we like what you're doing. We're going to do this with Disney Genie. We just want to buy you out or something, because it would have been a lot more effective. Now, again, I can't speak on how Genie is going to work yet because we don't know. We're not in the park. We haven't exactly. tested it. We, I mean, it could be way better than touring plans, but who knows, right? Until we see it in practice, we're not going to know how effective it is. But I, I can say that fast passes were not very effective. And so having to pay for lightning lane, you know, for something, it's essentially a paid fast pass now that wasn't working before. If they've put that into the algorithm somehow, that's going to make it a little bit easier than great. But if all they did was do a virtual version of it and it didn't, you know, it didn't help it at all, then, yeah, obviously it's not worth the cost. I, I guess we're just going to have to see once it launches. I'm sure we're going to see tons of videos of people using it and putting it to practice. And, you know, what we're going to start oh, yeah. to hear some of the complaints about it and everything. And uh, like you said, Andrew, it, it is going to be one of those things where it's either going to be really greatly received because it's just going to be a smash hit because it just works and it makes your day better. Or it's just going to completely fail because people are not going to see the value. I don't think we're the audience for this, though. I, I do believe that the audience is the people that are generally out vacationing at Walt Disney World. I think they're trying to make the Disneyland Resort more like oh, a vacation a destination, just like Walt Disney World. And, you know, bringing some of the features that they have is just their way of stepping in that direction. They're trying to that's why the prices are so much more expensive. You know, they're they're much more catered to people that are going on vacation one or two times a year versus the annual pass holders that were taking up space all the time like we were. You know, that that seems to be yeah. the trend that they're going in now. Well, you generally, you know, generally make more money off of somebody that's coming on vacation because they're going to be paying for all the little things and all the what yeah. because Absolutely. they want this is a special trip, which I, you know, 100 percent. Yeah, agree with you. No, annual pass holders were clogging up Keep. the thing and making it. No, annual <laughs> oh, pass holders at the time. <laughs> I'm talking about the pass. The, the pass, pass. <laughs> were clogging up the parks and making it unenjoyable for people that are paying the top dollar for the tickets and coming from you know Wisconsin to to California for their yeah. once a, yeah. once in five yeah. year trip. Yeah. You know to Disneyland and then they can ride six rides because they don't know the way to do it and it was just you know slam packed so it's it makes sense that they're trying to cater to the ticketed people which is great and you know what that's what makes it great about having an annual pass or magic key now um that you'll get to go more often and hey you don't get to do all 50 attractions in both parks in one day yeah but you can come back absolutely <laughs> that's the whole point of having an annual pass yep 
Absolutely. And you know what? Thinking of this, okay, before you end, because I know you're going to end, think of all the <laughs> fast pass machine uh, locations that are now going to be, what, stroller parking? I don't know what they're going to be now, but oh, maybe we'll get strollers out of the middle of the walkway, which will be nice mm. if that's what they end up taking In all Disneyland, the fast pass. Right? I don't know yeah, how it's Disneyland. Disneyland. That's a good point, Disneyland. Yeah, Disney World, they've taken all the – because it was magic bands and everything, uh, so they didn't have any paper machines recently. So um, there's a little kiosk. So, But, yeah, Disneyland has a bunch of, like, little alcoves with uh, all these FastPass machines that are uh, going to be defunct or are currently defunct now. So that'll be uh, interesting to see what happens with those. Anyway, now we can end this long episode. <laughs> you can 3D print a little – memorial tombstone for the <laughs> fast pass machine or the fast pass system in general i want a 3d print electric honda civic that's what i think i'm gonna ask hazen for if he's gonna get it yeah so, buddy can't afford see, one right <laughs> you see how many times this 3d printing thing is coming up it's a sign i just feel like everybody's on the boat to jump on your 3d printer <laughs> uh, look as, like i said yeah in the check line like i said as long as you buy the filament i will be more than happy to test on your products all right time i may mess it up you have to civic. you might have to buy two or three and that honda civic <laughs> might be super okay. tiny but we'll make it happen Jeez, if i could fit my thumb in there my work perfect <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you have any thoughts on Disney Genie, the Magic Keys, anything really that we talked about in this episode, we'd love for you to join the conversation uh, over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. But honestly, we'd love to have you over as part of our Discord family. We'd love to continue the conversation there. So if you are not yet a member, make sure to go to podcateers.com for the invite link, or you can go to podcateers.com slash 375 and sign up through the link there. Uh, any closing thoughts before we wrap this one? Go to Spirit yeah. Halloween. Let me know if uh, you <laughs> find any more Haunted Mansion stuff. Right on. on Discord. Right on. We're just going to have to start a, a section on Discord where it's like Andrew's Collectibles. And then people can just go in and sell you stuff or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, let me know about all the collectibles you find. Perfect. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect section for me. All right, that's it. Love that's it. gonna wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. I saw the signs. <laughs> <laughs>